Ruth and Peter. Good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. So, what is on your mind today? On my mind today is it is Monday the 9th, and it's my first day back at work. You were smart enough to take today off after our last couple weeks of traveling, um, but I'm back at work today. <clears throat> so I went to bed early last night, like 10.30, but um, occasionally when I've had enough sleep lately, my body wakes up around 3 a.m., and I think... Uh, because I had, like slept so much over the weekend to recover from traveling and coupled with the anticipation of going back to work today I my body woke up around 3:45 a.m. and I was pretty alert so I did not try to go back to sleep because I was so alert I decided to get up and um, you know have some water and I did, I was, I think I was anticipating after not checking my email for two weeks, I figured I'd have a lot of business emails, you know? And so I had 72 of them to respond to, some of them like direct client inquiries. And so I spent like an hour and a half catching up on my emails, which are back down to where they need to be. Had my four o'clock today cancel, so I have a longer afternoon to get stuff done, like go to the grocery store and things like that. And then I did stuff for work. Um, and then it was like 6.30 and I anticipated that you would wake up any minute. So I sat, I basically just sat and waited for you to wake up and watched the sun start rising. And I did the like breathing activity on my Fitbit that you got me for a couple minutes just to relax and it was really nice to just kind nice. of watch the sunrise. I haven't even used that yet. Yeah, it's just two minutes and it, it guides you on your inhale and exhale. So it's been a pretty relaxing morning. I waited for you to have my first cup of coffee. So I look forward to being a little bit even more alert. Although I'm proud of myself because I finished my business stuff around 5.20 and instead of like just doing busy work I laid down from 520 to 630 and just tried to rest my mind a little bit so I wouldn't be too tired today but like I said then I watched the sunrise from 630 to 7 not to be creepy or anything but I kind of knew what you did this morning because of the security cameras around our house and the way that my phone set up love it and, you, and so what uh, and so thank you for the recap I'm glad to see that my ideas about your morning were validated. Uh, and also, I love security cameras. I want to put even more around the house. I'm down for that. Did you how did like did you get notifications of movement? Yeah. Yep. Did it wake you up? No. Uh, though I could set it to wake me up. I I figure if someone's gonna fucking break into this house, we're gonna hear it. The house is small enough. Yeah. And you could hear me moving around. Oh, I could hear you move around for sure. Yeah. Um, and like even you just moving around like even trying to not be noisy yeah woke me up like i am the security system for that house right you know and and the other thing is like we live in such a, a safe neighborhood like every single house on the block has 
an ADT or Brinks sign in the window. Mm-hmm. And half of them, then on top of that, have very blatant cameras everywhere. Like, we have two really big uh, cameras just sitting on, in our front uh, uh, setup. Like, we've got, I mean, they did a really good job of setting up the cameras here where there's like zero blind spots. Um, and then the ones that I put inside the house on top of that, like, so how did you know what I did this morning? Did you check it when you woke up? Uh, I had notifications. I just hit one and it brought up a recording of you moving around. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. So there's actually one where like you're really close to the one in the kitchen and it's like yeah. your face. Yeah. It was... I knew my face was there too. Yeah. I'll show you later. Um, Don't worry. I remember that moment and <laughs> I know exactly what I looked like. So yeah. Uh, Hope security. Really cool. Really fun. Um, but I want to jump back to something I think that the people listening will find interesting. So when we first started the podcast, um, I guess it's always been a just for fun thing. Uh, you were in grad school at yeah. the time. And so since then, since our break, since our hiatus, our very intentional hiatus that we went on, um, a lot has happened with you professionally. Do you want to talk about what's happened, not since last September, but the September before? Yeah. Um, Not September 2022, but September 2021. September 2021. Good God. Um, I graduated grad school on July 31st, I think. And we went down to Wichita and hung out with your mom and saw you graduate. Yeah. And then I took... And and you won an award. I won a grad school award. What's the name of that person? The Sheldon Louthan Award for basically contributing to the profession, um, mostly for my work as the grad student assistant of recruitment during my time in grad school and helping to recruit one of the, I think it was the largest cohort that for the Friends University Kansas City campus. So that I'm, was fun. I'm sure I'm sure COVID uh, didn't do anything at all to that. COVID definitely helped a lot of people rethinking their lives and their careers. So yeah, graduating was really fun, Um, but I took an intentional break for all of August and two weeks of September, like a six-week break off, just to Mm -hmm. relax before starting my career. Recover from grad school a little bit. Yeah, and that was actually a really hard time for me. From going for two years of going basically 24-7, maybe having one day a week off, but like doing homework on the weekends basically just in constant movement and momentum constantly going 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 and my body constantly being activated because of that to having nothing at all to do for six weeks was such a shock to my system that I spent a lot of time in bed I was sleeping a lot it was mimicking depression even though I knew it wasn't but even when I checked with my nurse practitioner she was like oh you're just adjusting like you're adjusting from going a million miles a minute to like zero Uh and that was really intense but I'm glad I did it but during that time I also built during that six weeks off I did a therapy core program that a colleague of mine Lily Dawson started to help therapists build their websites and so I built my website myself using her eight-week course So I did have a little bit of structure during that time, writing my website copy and designing my website, designing the colors and all of that. And that was really fun. And it was nice to have something to do. And um, during that six weeks off, I also um, 
basically had an accountability buddy with my colleague Elizabeth Brown who was in my cohort. We graduated at the same time and we basically set up our LLCs and did all the tax stuff that we need to do like um, you know just all the things that you need to do to set up a business which I had never done before and that was such an adventure. I literally couldn't have done it without Elizabeth Brown because she She's so organized, and she just made sure that I crossed all my T's and dotted all my I's to make sure my business was set up appropriately. So between setting up the business and building the website, I was ready to go and started working on September 15th of 2021. And I truly expected my business to grow slowly based on the business plan I did in grad school. I expected to be in the red for the first year. Um, that was just, I you know, by January 2022, I expected to have maybe eight clients um, who were new, who did not come from the internship, that, you know, internship clients that followed me from grad school. Um, but um, instead, I grew at a rapid pace. Thankfully. And it was really intense. Um, lots of new clients very, very quickly. I attribute that to um, both the amazing website I had helped building and also the SEO that my, that Peter assisted me with. Um, Peter did all of the SEO for my website to make sure that I showed up on Google and make sure that people could find me when they were searching for therapists. And that was invaluable free labor that you did, my love. Thank well, you so much. Let's be clear though, like I can really only do SEO on something that really actually exists. And you being who you are is the thing that made it so easy to dot the I's and cross the T's and check, check the boxes on the things that you need to do to show up for those things. Right. But like, at the end of the day, if you don't have a good product, what are you, like, what are you even marketing? You got nothing to yeah, sell. Yeah, you got nothing to sell. You got nothing, no, well, what do people want I to sold see? myself. You sold, and you sold yourself. I sure did. And my caseload was full within like five months. And... Woo! So 2022 was a big year. And, wait, um, and by caseload, how many clients do you see a week on average? Well, I started out working two days a week because I wanted to build slowly and I didn't think I would have the clients. To, I was subleasing an office, actually. Starting in September 21, I was subleasing an office just two days a week. Within a couple months, I added a third day. Within four months, I think I was at four days. And after six months, I added a fifth day subleasing a different office in Overland Park. Um, What's your main office is in Westport? My main office is in Westport. So after six months, I was basically subleasing three different offices to work five days a week. And then, yeah, so I just worked my ass off, honestly, in 2022. I think I said this yesterday um, in our recording, but I was basically working my ass off so that we could do what we needed to do financially. Like I wanted to financially contribute after being in grad school and not like financially contributing to our family at all. I wanted to financially contribute so we could buy this house. And so that was really my driving motivator all of 2022. And I was seeing like 20 to 25 clients a week. And that was a lot. Like there were spots there in September of 2022 that I hit a little bit of burnout and decided to cut back a little bit because I wasn't taking holidays off. I wasn't, you know, I was just working as much as I possibly could. Um, and 
I, I decided that grinding that hard at all year long for years on end was not sustainable. Um, so, you know, I decided to cut back just slightly by working like four days a week, I think. And, um, I decided that in 2023, I am going to take holidays off and I am going to just work every other Friday, I believe is what I decided to do. And, you know, we have the house now, so I don't have to kill myself, you know, to try to reach that goal any well, longer. And let's put it in perspective. So you started your practice in September. September of 2021. And then by November of 2022, we owned a house. Yeah. It feels incredible. Going from a, for almost three years, a single income household. Yeah. Because like grad school and you broke your leg before grad school and all that. And like, yeah, we were single income for three years and... Like, it just felt good. Like, after my first year of working from September 2021 to September 2022, I was not in the red. I had profit, and that felt incredible to know that just not even... I had, like, almost no expectations for myself. And so to exceed my wildest dreams felt empowering, and Mm -hmm. it made me feel competent and capable and strong just like my mom, you know, like I've always admired her as a business owner and aspired to be an entrepreneur like her and to finally have achieved that. I think I was 31 when I, or I was 30 when I started my business. Feels really good. It feels like I'm doing what she did, but just kind of on a smaller scale. She has a huge business, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, every morning I, I do my own administrative stuff, so for the past year and however many months, year and four months, I've just, every morning I wake up and I, after we have coffee, I just do a couple hours of administrative stuff for my business and see clients in the late afternoon into the evening and get home around 8.30 at night and spend more time with you. And so, yeah, that's been the last, the, the short version of the last, you know, two years. and For all you therapists out there, this is what a realistic life after grad school looks like. Start out with like two days a week, then move it on to three days a week, then move it on to four days a week, then five, then you get burnt out, then you cut it back. <laughs> I think constantly assessing where you're at and like where your energy levels are at, where your sense of fulfillment and purpose and exhaustion levels, like constantly assessing that and changing your caseload, changing the days you're working based around that is really important because like you and um, our friend Natalie kept telling me, I needed this this career to be sustainable for decades, not just a year or two of high profit margins, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I needed to make adjustments and not just stretch myself to the utmost capacity, but push myself to where I am reaching my goals, but I have enough energy to keep it sustainable for decades. And that is my goal. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at professionally, Mm. but thank you for asking, babe. Oh, quick little professional update for me over the last two years. I was just about to ask. What would that have been? Was October, 2020 when I started at ND? I think so. So you got out of grad school, mm-hmm. and then I got a new job. Mm-hmm. 
that October and that place grew. We moved offices and then I got a promotion right as I was also getting approached by another company. So I used that promotion to swing into an even bigger raise at the other company. And then I moved. And then while I was there, I got another raise recently mm-hmm. and a promotion. And I'm still doing SEO. I'm still doing marketing. I'm still doing a lot of copywriting. Work at a, I used to work at an advertising agency. Now I work in house at a software development company that does like custom software and product design. And that's really fun. Like it's a really interesting world. I, I do believe companies like this will be companies that cause big technological changes in our world, like actual innovation. For sure. But I'm not doing any of that work. I'm just doing the marketing part of it. Yeah. I've been really proud of you for the work you've done for the past, you know, year and a half, like two years. You've really, I've just watching you grow professionally and just watching the, the amount of passion and heart and care that you put into your work has been really inspiring to me. I just feel like we're both, you know, doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I feel good because I'm competing in a really <clears throat> rough part of the market. Like, custom software development and product design is like, first off, you really have to explain that shit to people who don't know what it is. Oh, it took me like three months to figure out where you work, well, like what they do. Yeah, now you're now imagine you're a CEO of uh, like an old school company that makes billions of dollars but doesn't know what computers are. Right. And not understanding that by using computers better and like building... Custom software. Yeah, building software around your business to like take care of your business problems that you could be making even higher profit margins. Right. Or, you know, like fewer hours in or like higher billable or you know whatever um or just like figure figuring out efficiencies like automating manual processes and things like that um if you don't have any fucking clue how any of that stuff works trying to explain it or like trying like i I don't know sometimes it's like pulling teeth it's hard to get the buy-in it's 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 hard to get them to even understand what the fuck you're talking about half the time because like it's boomers it's like 60 plus year old men who for the most part Mm -hmm. like they made their nut doing other things. Right. And then the world has changed. And like, I don't know, some of those guys are as wealthy as they are because they're good at change. But some of them are as wealthy as they are because they've been really good at being cogs in a machine. Yeah. And so, I don't know, part of my job is kind of like a sales thing to like kind of suss out like how do I, how do I talk to these people or how do, I, how do our marketing materials talk to these people. Um, but then also at the same time, we have to talk to people who are in the know about product. Um, and... I don't know. Trying to speak to both at the same time on the same website is rough, but one, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like being in front of people more often. I just don't get to do it as much. Yeah. So. I mean, didn't you want that in your job not to be people facing? Um, you know, with my first job, yeah. Uh, my main thing is that I like at this point, like after owning my own business, I was doing everything. I was like doing all of the production work while doing all the sales while doing all of the like quote unquote leadership you know, and growth, you know, quote unquote growth stuff. And management of people. Management of people, like managing a small team. Um, and so like basically, I, you know, when I went to my first job, I said, hey, you know, I, I have a ton of experience. I probably could be in management, but I don't want to be in management. I don't want to be considered for management. I don't want you to even think about me. 
overseeing other people, which I know is really limiting, but here's the thing. I have a very specific skill set. It's so niche, but it's also very broad and I can do a ton of production work and it's high quality production work and that's what you want, right? So can I give you that and then you give me money? Right. And the first place was totally down for it. And then the second place, they'd never had anybody. Well, no, they had had people in-house doing what I've done, just not with my background. Like, they've had more, like, public relations people rather than technicians. Right. And so, like, I've, I, I'm, i like, the very first person to get in and, like, really do a comprehensive optimization of the website. Um, right. You know, with an eye towards strategy. But, like, what is strategy when... There are, you know, a dozen different stakeholders of all varying degrees of importance, you know, two C-level founders that, you know, have input. Well, I guess one has more than the other. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to try to navigate. And um, it's been fun. Like, I wouldn't say that I am super fulfilled in my career, but it does what I need to do. And, like, for the next couple of years, like, it feels like it's the right path. Do you have the same feeling that I have that you've like worked really hard to and achieved a goal? Um, yeah, I mean, after my business went under, like, you know, there, that was a time of a lot of introspection, reflection, like self-care, mental health care. Um, I would like to think that I unpacked and processed a lot and grew and mainly about getting back into marketing, getting back into the working world in general was just to prove to myself that I like could. Yeah. You know? Cause like after taking a year and a half, almost two years off, um, like that is always, I, I think that would be a question that anyone would have. Like, can I still do it? Like, am I still good at the well, things? One of the things I remember celebrating with you when you were in the midst of returning back to your career, I just remember celebrating like that that feeling of like I am who I think I am. Like I, I can do this. I've still got this. Like Yeah, and I I don't think it was just like getting the job that made me feel that way. I think it was like probably one of my very first client facing presentations where it was very obvious that we knocked it out of the park. Yeah. That, I meant when you were like my contribution. I meant when you were excel yeah, in that way, when you were excelling through your contributions. Mm -hmm. That's when I felt the most pride for you of, of like well, and then, you know, the, the most validating thing was when I told my, the company that I came back and worked at originally that I was going to leave for another position, they genuinely wanted to keep me. Like, they genuinely worked to get into a position where they could keep me, but, like, the financial difference was enough to where I moved on. Didn't they even offer you, like, contract work? They, oh, yeah. After I left, they even said, like, hey, you know, uh, I know you're starting a new job right now, but, like would you possibly be able to take on some part-time stuff for us like Moonlight? Um, and that was very flattering too. It was like, yeah. I could, but I would also be fucking killing myself. Yeah. And part of the reason why I'm switching jobs is like, I want to have like better work-life balance. Right. Um, and so like, yeah, that, that was flattering. That was, you know, I'm still on really good terms with those people. Like, you know, we go out and like, uh, meet up for lunch, you know, pretty regularly each of me and each of my old team members and like, I'll see other coworkers from different parts of that company. You know, not people that I work with directly, but like, you know, account managers and, and um, account people, uh, uh, you know, creatives. And everybody's like really happy to see me every time we bump into each other. I love that for um, you. Yeah. And so it's nice to like have, I don't know, it, I am who I think I am, right? Being the theme of all this, like I want to be someone who went in 
was very clear about the work I was going to provide, provided it reliably at a high quality. And I did that to the point where they wanted to keep me on. They offered me contract work afterwards. Every time they see me, any of them, they're like so happy and effusive. And that's the byproduct that I also, like I personally value because I'm such a relational person. Mm -hmm. You built so many relationships and connections, like not just professionally, but personally Mm -hmm. through that job, that first job. And you've continued to do so here at your second job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something to be proud of as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think, like, it's just really validating to have something that I've put a lot of work into, which is, like, my reputation. Like, you you know me. Like, I, among people who've known me for a long time, I have a reputation as someone who's, like, gone through some financial hardship for the moral stances that I've taken on certain things at certain times. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like not willing able or not willing to do certain work in certain ways for certain people. If it compromises your value system and your ethics. Yeah, and like maybe even giving up jobs because you know my employer and I see differently. That's happened a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so just l- like living true to myself and rolling with the punches while not always enjoyable, was the right thing to do. I'm so happy to hear you say that, to be able to look back and say, I made the right choices for me, mm-hmm. living in alignment with who I am, and now I'm proud of where I am. Yeah, I, I, given the decisions that are in my control in all of this, i do it all the same. Yeah. I would not do it differently. Like, in that sense, like, I am who I think I am. Oh, babe. That's huge. Yeah, what up? What up? Fuck around and find out. You know, I feel like that hasn't been my personal mantra. The mantra you created for me for my career has been just be you. Mm-hmm. I've repeated that to myself pretty much daily the first six months I was working because, you know, there's that imposter syndrome. You're brand new. You're trying to figure it out. And when you kept reminding me just be you, it gave me the confidence I needed to really face my clients and with authenticity. Mm-hmm. And comfort in my own skin well yeah especially with therapy though like that's what the, the client is looking for is they're really paying for the person of the therapist right the, exactly the you're, you're not just your training like the training is a huge part of it but you are your your personal experience you are who you are like a, a person who's looking for therapy you know they might be specifically looking for a queer black woman right who has a certain experience because they're looking to have their own experience validated or explained or at least have a foil to bounce something off of. Right. Um, and so like the, the whole thing of just be you really is kind of putting faith in, uh, I don't know that, that whatever I am is so valuable, unique or broad and applicable that I can just trust that the market will want it. Well, and that ties me back to what, what I was getting to, which is, in some ways with your support and the support of everyone else who has been there for me my supervisors my colleagues my friends my family um but but a lot of it was you babe but like with that support over the last year and four months i've been able to be able to say i am who i think i am too you know and i think that that's really it's a good place to be 